the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. Let the word go out from here across the land that Daddy Noonan uh, approves of the 19th Hole Podcast. Andrew, every time I listen to Michael O'Keefe, a.k.a. Danny Noonan, I'm telling you, it cracks me up. I mean, he was a good dude, and uh, as you can clearly tell from our intro, he's a big fan of us, so that's a good start. (laughs) Hey, anyway, folks, Alan DePue here, Andrew DePue, Christian Nazamus, he is on uh, traveling someplace on assignment. Tony Leodora is actually out of the country, but we will hear from him later, and uh, I just want to throw out one more time, if you have not caught our interview last week with Michael O'Keefe again aka Danny Noonan go back go to our website go look at the history in the podcast Uh, Andrew said good dude funny as hell very good dude very good dude for sure didn't even know how to play golf technically when he got the role of Danny Noonan career role um it's pretty uh, surprising when you think about the guy that's probably one of the most iconic golf icons on the big screen. And the big screen. Didn't know, yeah. yeah, they didn't know how to play golf. So always, exactly. a, always a plus. But All right, anyway, so, we got a lot on tap, hey, so let's get to it. We do, we do have some stuff on tap. We're going to talk Max Homa. We are going to – we got a little event going on out in Sheboygan, uh, Kohler, Wisconsin. Uh, we'll probably be talking that. I've got a special interview that I caught up with – so got some inside scoop with Secretary of the PGA, Don Ray. He has been with us in the past. And as I mentioned, Tony Leodora, the traveling golfer. He is joined by Dr. Bern Bernacki of the Golf Historical Society. Ties in perfectly. Golf, history, Ryder Cup. He wraps up the show for us. And uh, Andrew, let's start it out with Max Homa. Um, Getting it done. Oh, we're talking his golf game, not his Twitter game. Okay. Um, uh, well, I mean, his Twitter game, he gets it done also, but his golf game, I mean, he gave up his podcast. That's the other thing that's of importance. Needed to I focus mean, on golf. One, le- one, less, uh, one less competitor yeah. for us, right? We so, just I mean, moved up in the rankings. We just moved up from 100 to 99, so we're, we're set. We're set. <laughs> Things are looking up. Things are looking up. At things can only get better, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> things can always get better. Um, no, Max Homa played pretty well. Um, for the listening audience, obviously wasn't here. So, um, you know, moving in and, and dealing with all the fun and excitement there and all the weird stuff. Um, didn't get to really watch him, but. Um, hey, your new office is looking good, though. My for, new office uh, is To do the telecast from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, also the fire pit is supposedly coming. So if you are looking for a nice little fire pit, you know, instead of well, fire, you know with I'm, Phil, th- I'm thinking, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, a uh, nice cool October night in, uh, Northern New York, we'll, uh, we'll get Christian we'll have a little fire pit and we'll do a little recording around the fire pit. We have, uh, we looked into Lowe's has a deal into the year sale sale, nice little fire pit. Um, propane, like the big, you know, wide fire propane fire tank. So, um, no, we, we're building one. We're going to build one. Yeah, okay. absolutely. 
We got to destroy. Anyway, can, we, can, we, can we can we can we get back to Max Homa? Yeah, he was he was pretty good. We'll get we'll all right. Win. So Max Max Homa goes into the final final round. He is three off the lead from Maverick McNeely, who, by the way, let's talk about him for a second. I I realize he's a uh, uh, an up and coming name. I actually think he is going to break through here very soon himself. Um, had a great college career. He's three off the three off three back Homa. That is, he comes to twelve. And excuse me, comes to 13 and uh, he, he makes Eagle and then proceeds to, I think, run off. What was it? Four more after that. Uh, he actually parred the uh, part number 18. It was kind of anticlimactic to finish at eight, 19 under. But I mean, the four he was, just trying to, he was trying to have a connection to the 19th whole podcast. That's what he was doing. The, well, yeah. Yeah, he was reaching. Out. Good, yeah. So we're going to yeah, we're going to go with that. But, uh, hey, his victory at uh, Silverado, congrats. His second one technically in calendar year 2021 following his uh, his win out there at Riviera. Um, uh, is Max Homa taking it to the next level? I think he's taking it to the next level, and I think he, he didn't play well enough to make it to the Ryder Cup this go-around. But I bet you moving forward, Max Homa is going to be a name that's a staple to watch for um here moving forward when it comes to Ryder Cups. I think that dude just plays with a with a edge. Um the the, the US, quite frankly, and I said it I said it once, I'll say it again. The US is going to need some sort of edge because they're going to get their butts whooped this week, unfortunately. Um that's my prediction again. I'm going to turncoat on this one, Benedict Arnold. But yeah, last um, week you you were you were in France and then you were a Spaniard and yep. I, I don't I don't know which nationality you are. Just, uh, I'm I'm great British. I like some fish and chips this kind of day. Yeah. Good so, call. Um I, I, we need somebody like him. He just plays with that 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 passion, that that kind of chip on your shoulder mentality that not a lot of guys in the US come in with. Um, week in and week out, there's very few, if I'm going to be honest with you, that I think do the way that he does. But you see it in the Europeans all the time. They come across the pond. They want to prove themselves on the on the big stage. And um, congrats to him. I, I, obviously, we love his Twitter game. So hopefully if uh, we tweet this out, maybe we can try to get him to actually uh, respond to us and try to get him on the show because I would love to talk uh, to we're him. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to certainly work some angles. But uh, I got to just, again, I, I, I mentioned – Maverick McNeely, what do you, th- I mean, you, th- you think th- this is now at least twice that he's really competed again, calendar year 2021. Obviously the other time was, was at Pebble where he basically grew up um, off like the 15th hole. But uh, is he, is he by no means is he to the upper echelon? I think home was obviously ahead of him, but does he get, is he a middle of the packer working his way up the uh, the food chain, so to speak, on the PGA Tour? I think only time's going to tell. Um, I think that he's going to be a journeyman on the PGA Tour for a little bit because I don't think he's got that star-studded ability like uh, the Morikawas of the world or some of these other big-name guys that we hear. Um, but I think he's going to be there for a while. I think he's a consistent enough player that he'll stay on the tour for a while. Um, I think he'll get the job done. It, it, I actually think he may actually get one done during the 2021, 2022 wraparound season. 
I don't know which one. I don't think it's going to be a big one. I think it's going to be a smaller one than maybe some of the bigger names aren't at, but like, um, like a Bermuda. Yeah. Something, something, something that's you know, something that's up against something that maybe is up against one of the world golf champions. Yeah. The Barbasol or something, you know, I don't know what the, what, which one, but um, I think you'll get the job done. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, for, for me is, Again, even with Max Homa, he just couldn't get the job done. He's got to learn how to close. So um, I think if he can learn that, he's going to be a really solid player for years to come. So let's go. Let's move on. Let's hop over to the, the, the story of the week, the story of the year. This has been three years in the making. You'll hear that later when Don joins us. The U.S. team is only, as I mentioned last week, they've only claimed victory three times in, in this decade, or excuse me, in this century. Yeah. And basically, uh, and I'm just going to, I don't want to bore you with numbers, but I'm going to, 15 well, and a half, cool. 18 and a half to nine and a half. That, that was at Oakland Hills, uh, 18 and a half to nine and a half at the K Club, 16 and a half, 14 and a half, then a couple of couple closes. And then you got 16 and a half, 17, 11, 17, 10. I mean, we get it. We got stopped. You can end there. We're good. Yeah. Other than other than Hazeltine, where and I, I want to, I'll, we'll talk course setup because the PGA secretary of the PGA, I tried to press him. Um, Hazeltine, they set it up really easy. There was a lot of gamesmanship. You know, let's go back. Let's go back to uh, France. Uh, we can even go back further than that. If you go on. Well, okay. So if we're going to talk setup though, like let's, let's truly look at setup for a second. Right. Okay. A lot of these courses are very well set up most of the time, unfortunately for the Europeans. And I don't know if that's a direct correlation to their success. No, no, no. I'm going to, no, I'm going to see here. I, you didn't let me finish with my history lesson here. Paul Azinger. Okay. Really got into the gamesmanship at Valhalla. He he made the rough in front of the bunker bunkers where the where the European guys may may miss the fairway thick as all get out and he made it very short over the bunker so the the bomb American bombers could do that. Fast forward to sixteen at Hazeltine, Davis Love cut the rough down short everywhere. He wanted to be a birdie bonanza on home soil. In France, Thomas Bjorn. He grew the rough up from 280 to 320 because we hit it all over the map, and he wanted him to have to try to gouge it out of the uh, out of thick rough. Which way? And and again, I, I you'll hear this a little bit later in the show because Don said, "Well, you might there might be a little gamesmanship." Does Stricker try to do the do it make it a birdie barrage? Because I'll give you a quote a little bit in a minute, but after you answer this. Or does he make it? Does he trick it up a little bit? I don't think he makes it a birdie barrage. I think that's that sets up against that well for the Americans. You don't think so? No. The Americans are set up right now. If you look at like go down the list and set up your biggest hitters versus your biggest hitters, they dominate length. Well, length, gonna, wait, length. But I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you because I'm going to give you a quote. This is from Paul McGinley, former captain of the Europeans. Uh, was quoted as saying, if it's a darts fest, we have no chance. I mean that. We have no chance. If there's a, We have no chance. If there's a 30-mile-an-hour wind and squall showers off the off the water, as we call it in Ireland, it becomes a dogfight. We have more of a chance. He goes, but look at Cantley, look at Bryson, look at the numbers, look at the darts. Some validity to that argument. 
Bryson can't Bryson can't putt, so I'm not really concerned about him. Wow, um, I know he used that as he just used that as an example, but but I I disagree. I I really do. I mean, name one European player other than Rory and John Rahm that dominates length like the Americans. I, I don't think there is one. If it's me, I'm setting it up to be a long as possible golf course. I don't think I'm going to make it birdie barrage central, but I'm going to make it as similar to PGA tour conditions as I can, because our team stacks up well in the PGA tour year in and year out. Usually, All right. So, so I want to make it as consistent to that because at least it gives me a chance. It's a good mixture, but it helps me from a length game, which I don't think the Europeans have. That's my opinion. Well, so here, so I, I I don't disagree. So let me let me throw this at you here, because whistling straight whistling straights can stretch out to almost seventy seven hundred. I believe, from what I read, they're going to try to play it at around seventy three. That that's dumb. I don't just I. I don't I don't disagree. I I, I just I don't see it. Like where. Where do you think, like, name one other, like, look at the list of the players. What other list are, are, are we missing something? Do we think that we are that better at wedge playing? Like, the, the Europeans, after having to play in the wind, which Whistling Straits is obviously known for getting up there occasionally, um, I, I don't see that. I don't see how they can think that playing to – a more strike it down the, you know, a point to point golf course sets up for the Americans. I think length sets up. Now, do I think that there should be some penalty for hitting it off of planet earth? Yes. Because I think that there's a lot of guys on both sides that are going to hit it a little bit out of play. And that only helps kind of validate the best players playing that weekend are going to be successful, but you need to, you need, in my opinion, you need to check up the greens because it allowed to to a PGA Tour like typical like speed. Well, yeah, the, and, so, the, so so the, the the Americans Americans want a longer golf course with fast fast greens, and the Europeans want a little bit shorter tighter golf course with a little bit slower greens, which is typical of a European golf course. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Take the first hole for example. Which leads into our, our boy Bryson. Take the first hole, for example. That thing can stretch another hundred yards. They're going to play it from three sixty four. I mean, it's it. There's over look. There's over a thousand bunkers on this golf course, as Dustin Johnson knows. Sadly, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, um, there is. Uh, do you put, okay, so let me let me ask you this: three sixty four. He he can drive that green. Do you really think though that that's yeah. That's that literally was part of the conversation that's taking place right now out at Whistling Straits is during four ball, because I don't think you should play him in alternate shot during four four ball. Do you literally stand Bryson up there as the first guy out four ball and let him swing for the fences and try to get the crowd into it? If he drives it on the green, can you Matt. Now, this is where I think I, I, I got to tell you, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I can see it. I don't know 
if that's really the game plan that's going to win them. That might get them the crowd going, but I don't think that's going to get them. I don't know. I don't think that's going to get them the W. Like that could get the crowd going. It's just not giving it them the W, in my opinion. I I, I think I think you uh, if you you play them in four ball and you put them out there with somebody who's going to bunt it down the middle, um, and then I like I think he I think he he goes. I think he even could play it up with theatrics and like go go to his bag and he's going to grab his an iron and then he everybody and everybody starts cheering him on. You can you can see it and you, I mean it would it would play theatrically, amazing. But we're not talking theatrics. We're talking winning the freaking Ryder Cup, and this is why we're ta- like the fact that we're talking about this as even a possibility rather than how can we defeat the Europeans is why we're going to be losing on come Sunday. Tell me when Sunday happens and I hope that I'm wrong, but I know that I'm not going to be, I'm going to bring up this exact conversation on our next podcast. And I'm going to say, this is another reason as to why we need to stop what we're doing and reassess and reevaluate. Let me, you know what? I'll, I'll say it right now and I'll do it right now. Give me, Christian, and you the actual reins on a Ryder Cup team, and U.S. brings it home 10 out of 10 times. I'm saying it because I don't care who it is. We don't think team atmosphere. We don't. And we all three have a team atmosphere, and I quite frankly think we could put better a better team together. I want the W. I, I Look, I'm, I'm not searching all, for – I'm not searching for – like, I would demand – that the United States gets to pick the players that I want to pick. I would not have this BS top six picks where now I'm forced to take Bryson. Oh, it's quite frankly, at least you're getting six picks. I mean, years ago you didn't get any picks, but I mean, here's the thing. The U S I'd rather take, I'd rather take every single pick that I could. If I had the choice to pick every 12, all 12, we, give me we, we talked about it last week. Scotty Scheffler long believed to be, he's believed to be number 12, obviously. Um, picked. He is the lowest ranked U.S. guy at 21. On paper, on paper, once again, this U.S. team is insanely talented. You've got you got uh, Poulter's at 49, Weisberger's at 61. Actually, you want to know what's going to happen? Poulter's going to come out and probably win four and three. He hasn't won a lot lately, but he he is the cheerleader without question. I mean. He's going to come out with the rah-rah pants. He's going to come out with the typical fashion statement that he normally comes out, and that man's going to win four and three, mark my words. Uh, he, he will probably be paired with uh, somebody like Rory again, I would think. Oh, look, here's what, here's what I want to tell you. And I keep, I keep mentioning Don. We'll have him here in just a minute. He tells me he is he is already aware that we will all be pleasantly surprised with Captain Stricker because I brought up the point to him about, you know, did he form a team that has the personality that blends? And, and he said we're going to be pleasantly surprised how this team performs. That is the, that is the words from a good friend slash officer of the PGA. And I, and I hope that we are. But I, from the outside looking in, am not impressed whatsoever. Not one. Okay. So. Stay, well, our Twitter poll, by the way, we, 80% of the people, I mean, maybe we're conditioned at this point, but 80, 80% of the people 
believe Team Europe's winning. I mean, I, maybe the people are just listening to the right person on this podcast. Maybe they're understanding that Benedict Arnold over here knows a thing <laughs> or two and knows what is going to happen. We are going to yeah, get our butts kicked. Yeah, fish and chips. Fish and chips. I might make it right now. I don't have to get off here. That's probably what's going to happen. So that I here's where I here's what I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. Let's talk about the golf course for one second. Uh, I think uh, Carrie Haig of the PGA um, tournament competition is going to have this thing set up amazing. Uh, I think that the entire rider, well, the, I think the par threes are going to be the most pivotal thing because the par threes at Whistling Straight are insane. You got one that's kind of a mid-length, uh, one that's short, 12, 12 is short, but seven and 17, 17 can stretch to 246. And there's, it's all carry and they got a, uh, a, like a 12 foot bunker on the right hand side. And the last four golf holes are there. Let me just read them off to you. 518, 552, 223, 515. The last four may be four of the toughest golf holes on the planet. If the matches get there. knows that all too well too. If the matches get there. And I don't think they will. Man, you are really down on Team USA, aren't you? I, I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up. I get my hopes up every single time. We have a chance in the Presidents Cup to win usually because usually the Presidents Cup doesn't have the stacked players and the in the to the success of the international squad has not been there in near in nearly as well as the Europeans. The Europeans come out and they beat us every single time, and I, I'm just not getting my hopes up because I don't want to. I don't want to be down. Don't want to do it. Okay. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't think I will be. So there you go. That's it, huh? That's it. That's all I need to say. That's all I need to say about that. <laughs> and I'm doing something real quick. Give me two seconds here because I gotta look this up. I hate to have dead air, so I'm just gonna keep randomly chatting here for a second. You randomly oh. chat a lot, you know. That. I. Well, it's, it's a habit sometimes. Oh, um, by the way, fun fact here. Well, we're, we're just randomly chatting. Yeah. So we're looking at Adirondack chairs. Let me tell you, there's some fancy Adirondack chairs out there. Perfect for our fire pit. Here you go. This is what I wanted to throw at you. Okay. Forecast, 58% chance of rain on Friday, 73, high of 73, low of 47, burr. 65 69 on Saturday and Sunday with only a very, with like partly cloudy, no rain in the forecast. Who do you think it favors? Any wind, heavy winds on those days? Uh, Sundays 10 to 15. Oh, 10 to 20 from the West. Right over Lake Michigan on Saturday and 10 to 20 on Friday. That's not good. It's not looking good. That's not good. Rain, rain and wind, that ain't good. That ain't not good looking good at all. Not good I'll for the Americans, what. not good for, for our hopes. But, hey, we proved wrong once before. So I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you who, I'll tell you who knows. Knows better than anybody. Let's bring him in right now. Let's go to my little conversation we had with Don Ray. And guys, we have been talking about the Ryder Cup at length. It is golf's premier event. I think everybody's jacked up for it. 
and we've got the guy that's in the know. You've had him on the show multiple times. I think he, I think he may be sitting on the tarmac on his way to Kohler right now. But uh, Don Ray, the Secretary of the PGA of America, my friend, good to chat with you again. Oh, it's always good to talk to you, Alan. I uh, not on the tarmac. Actually, at work with my day job. You know, trying to get caught up. I'm going to be gone for ten days, so struggling hard. You know, to delegate what I need to delegate and tie up some loose ends. But excited to fly to Milwaukee tomorrow and take that drive up to Kohler, Wisconsin, and, and start the adventure of being at a Ryder Cup as the Secretary of the PGA of America. And and, and one year removed from when it uh, should have taken place, right? I mean, this, this one's going to have some extra passion, I think, on both sides of the pond. Yeah, you know, it, it, no doubt. I, You know, I think for me, you know, with COVID happening and me just, you know, being a golf pro, you know, and then trying to run for secretary, did I ever realize that I would literally be at the Ryder Cup that was going to be in Kohler? That was not going to happen. And I, so I think, I think the players, I think the captains, I think the fans of golf across America and sporting events, right? Because it's such a large sporting event, are ready to go for the 2020 being played in 2021 <laughs> Ryder Cup. Right. So, so what are you hearing, Don? I mean, you're obviously, you're going to, I follow you on social media. We're, we connect all the time there, but, uh, what are you hearing about whistling? The pictures I'm seeing coming out of there—it's always spectacular. Anyway, is it ready? Oh, it's really ready. You know, one you get access as the secretary to all of the plans, all of the pictures, the drone shots. They're sending you stuff all the time to show you, as the officer corps, that you know the site is ready. Kerry Haig once again is going to set up a facility, and I mean, at a course, well, a facility too, but a course that's you know working with Captain Stricker to make sure that it favors the USA just a little bit. But I'll tell you what, the course conditions favor for championship golf, and it's going to be exciting to so see what happens. So you're saying there's a little gamesmanship involved on <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, this is a You mean we may have learned from France where they narrowed the fairway right about where our landing area for all our guys are? You're, you're saying we might have worked a few things out in favor of the U.S.? Absolutely. Probably my answer should be no comment, but I'm going to say absolutely. <laughs> I won't hold you to it. Our listeners may, though. Hey, you mentioned Captain Stricker. How's he been to work for? I mean, Steve just is, I mean, he's a class act in the in the golf industry. How has he been uh, approaching this uh, captaincy? Exactly what you would say. His whole family's in. His daughters, his wife, he is all in. Obviously, he had an extra year to get even more in. And, and I think the players are going to rack very well to Captain Stricker. I think he knows what he's doing, and, and he's all in. He's been around a long time, right? He's been the vice captain. He's seen wins. He's seen losses. So I think he's learned a lot. I like that he's kind of laying low a little bit because I think he's got some secret sauce waiting for that locker room. All right. All right. We can we can work with that. One of the things I've been saying on air is he's. if you look at his captain specs, and some of them were obvious. I mean, Jordan, great to see Jordan Spieth back playing some great golf again. But guys like Berger and Scotty Scheffler, guys that are in a lot of ways like him, that you know, the Berger can make lots of putt, lots of birdies. Scheffler, great, great chemistry, team kind of guy. It it has the making, although a young team, it has the, it looks like it has good personality and chemistry. And you knew I was going to ask you the question, so because. There, <laughs> Do you want to finish the question for me, my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's the team going to do, right? I hear all this stuff about Europeans have always been closer-knit family. and uh, You know what, you know, Craig, when I coached Katie's softball team, there was an old wise softball coach. He told me, Don, when girls feel good, they play good. But boys, when they play good, 
they feel good. So these men on the Ryder Cup team, they start making some birdies early. If they start playing well, they're going to feel just fine, and they're going to gel. There's no doubt in my mind. And so I love what Stricker's done because singles, we've always been on paper a stronger team. But what can we do in foursomes and four ball? I like how he's positioned people, and I'm very, I'm very excited to see who he puts together. I know, but I couldn't tell you, but I do know, and I think it's exciting. So we're not going to get any inside dirt is what you're saying. There's no inside dirt. I've sworn to confidentiality. Well, hey, I, I, I can't get everything out of you, but uh, I, I would uh, like to maybe have you on again uh, after the Ryder Cup, after you've had a chance to decompress from what's going to be an exciting 10 days for you, uh, just to hear what it was really like from, from your perspective. And congratulations, obviously, for being there as the secretary of the PGA. Oh, it's, you know, to, to represent the 28,000 and then be there and, and say thank you to the team. Obviously, the team's going to be in their bubble, so we're not going to interact highly with them other than, you know, we're going to extend some gifts to them on Monday as typical. That's kind of the history of the, the Ryder Cup is that's what the officers do. But definitely would love to be on your show and give you a full recap of if all my clothes fit and how I felt during the opening ceremony. So, and, and what the party was like Sunday night when I'm, I'm praying you know, that are, that we do what we're supposed to do, which is win the Ryder Cup. Well, I, 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 have some confidence. I, I, I'd like to say that European team's pretty strong though. It's, uh, it's got a lot of veteran leadership, but, uh, obviously you can't be a fan of, uh, us golf and not be rooting for the, for the boys. Uh, my only last thing would be got to send JT out number one on Sunday morning, right? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know that far in advance. Kidding me? I, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already. I don't know which tie to wear Thursday night, but <laughs> I'm just telling you, everybody's gonna. It's gonna be great. And they start making some birdies early. You better look out. There you go. Hey, Don Ray, Secretary of the PGA, our man on the ground. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of the show. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. There you go, Andrew. Secretary of the PGA, caught him before he was running out the office. He is sitting in Kohler right now, hanging out with the boys. He he's in the know. He he's seen the pairings. He's seen the he's 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 given our little inside scoops that he's willing to come back. He even offered you and I tickets to go out there, but you know, we have conflicts. I mean, I wish I would have known about the official ticket offer. I know we jokingly talked about it. We did joke then. with him, and he, he well, said, yeah. You know, I wish I would have known about it so I could have, you know, planned my time off accordingly and not, you know, actually had some days to use because I would have been out there. Whether I had just moved into the house or not, we would have packed up the bags and driven out there if or flown. Do you, do you, agree, with, do you agree with his assessment? Well, first of all, as you, as you heard, I tried to get some dirt as to uh, the personalities, and I tried to get some dirt as far as the pairings. Do you believe in the assessments, his assessment, which is something I've been saying all along, that Stricker's picked a team that is about the camaraderie in the in the uh, chemistry in the team room? No. You don't I think don't. he has? I don't. I, I still think, personally speaking, I, I think the one big thing that I've noticed with the way that the Americans and the, the, the Europeans differ and now maybe I'm wrong and maybe it just changed for this one specifically, but the Europeans have more actual picks. No. Typically? No. U.S. does. U.S. U.S. does. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I personally think that this, the way that we do it is flawed. 
I know that obviously everyone wants the best players there, yada, yada, yada. I get that. And nine times out of 10, you're probably going to take the best player, but uh, Brooks and Bryson don't, don't mesh. Bryson don't mesh with pretty much anybody there other than Phil. Who's well, but no, no, no. They're trying. There's been all kinds that, of language well, about that, how they're going to play that's good together. That's the, that's the, they're going to play together. Yeah, sure. Okay. That'll work well. Um, you know, Brooks it came out at what was it now two weeks ago on the show we brought this up that his wrist was bothering him and he doesn't. He was like already making event. excuses. Yeah. yeah, he was already making excuses. I, I, you're not making excuses if your if your camaraderie is there. You're right. going to do whatever it is, and, and we've talked about this before in a team sport like we grew like we grew up playing in, in hockey, or in Christian's case in basketball. Like we grew up competing through injury. Yep. And it did not matter because at the end of the day, we didn't put that we put the jersey on for our team, not us. And the famous, the, it's the famous Herb Brooks Herb yeah. Brooksism is about the, the it's it's not about not the, the name, name on the back. back, it's about the chest on the yeah, exactly. The Europeans, the yeah, the Europeans, they live for that trophy. Well, it's funny you say that because I want to I want to reference one more thing before we throw it over to Tony uh with Byrne. And that is, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, if we, I shared it on uh, Twitter. That was me, folks. Um, Patrick yeah, Harrington. Stop that, that crazy emoji. Well, that, I like that, that emoji. That, well, that emoji is weird. I don't like that emoji. Uh, but I like the emoji. But did you see Patrick Harrington's pump up, pump up video that he, I mean, make it count? And Patrick, we trust. And and everybody's and everybody and he and he referenced numbers as to how special it is and how they have something to uphold and they're one of only now 164 and that is the history of the game and that is why we're going to talk history now. Tony Leodora, take it away with Burn Burnett. Well, folks, Tony Leodora back here with you, and we have been with this interviewee. A number of times over the years, he is deeply involved in the world of golf. His name is Dr. Bern Bernacki. He is the president of the Golf Heritage Society, and they're going to be holding their 50th convention at the end of the month in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, western part of the state, not that far from the very famous Oakmont so many U.S. Opens have been held. Byrne, great to have you back on Golf Talk Live. Tony, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be with you. Well, we've had a number of talks over the years, over the years and the Golf Heritage Society is dedicated to, well, let's just say collecting everything sacred in the game of golf and uh that's a wide umbrella, but it's one that fits your organization very well. That is absolutely right. Um, when we started out, we had a couple of fellows. One was a book collector, uh, golf books, and one was a, a golf ball and club collector. And now we've uh, transitioned from just a collector group to include the collectors, but to be broader, inclusive, and diverse. And uh, within our membership, Oh, we have all kind of folks. Of course, the collectors, heritage golf players with the hickories and the classics, 
and uh, the historians, the artists, the writers, the architects, the course supers. We've got professionals. We've got club members, and we have golf leagues. We've got a lot of people, men and women, young and old, and everybody is welcome to the Golf Heritage Society. This particular convention uh, had a lot of challenges. <laughs> has, has anything in these last couple of years uh, that tries to bring people together as opposed to locking them in their closets at home or whatever. Uh, tell us what it was like to put this convention together. You know, you're exactly right, Tony. The whole world has uh, suffered some setbacks and lost some folks, and my, uh, my uh, heart goes out to those folks who aren't, who, who aren't with us or their families. But um, we found a way to uh, service our members and find different ways to stay in touch. As a matter of fact, um, our... Uh, use of technology to do Zoom calls for the board and Zoom calls for uh, what we call the uh, uh, the Grand Zoom series. We're interviewing notables and uh, those folks face to face with members that sign on. So we're keeping in touch with folks. Uh, we'll do something like um, make a recording of somebody's collection, walk through it and have it narrated and then save it. And then we can put it on our website. And then we can reference it when it's convenient for our members. And we're shipping it to some of our members who are older, not playing golf anymore. And they just absolutely appreciate the thoughtfulness that uh, we, we have been uh, uh, giving to them to keep them included in the society and stimulate their golf interests. Yeah, it's really, um, it almost elevates the entire love of the game of golf to a religious experience uh, with a lot of these collectors and people who are involved in the society itself. Um, and that that's a good thing. I mean, it's good to have a love of something uh, the way the people who are involved in the Golf Heritage Society love the game of golf. Now, Tony, when people are in a society, there's a fellowship there, and it's special. And I played golf with people who were 20 years my senior, now can't. And they introduced me to oh, certain things in both collecting and history. And I'm indebted to them. I appreciate it. And this is our way of giving back to those members while we're also welcoming young people to learn history. And, you know, people who weren't included in golf uh, so much uh, to come in. Um, and, and, you know, it's not exactly a religious experience, but there is a certain uh, uh, strength of friendship and fellowship involved in it. Yeah. All right, Dr. Byrne Bernacki, president of the Golf Heritage Society, shooting for about 150 members to come into the national convention, four days of fellowship and all kinds of great golf information and sharing at the end of the month and the beginning of October. Byrne, for our listeners who want to find out more about the Golf Heritage Society and how to get involved Best way to do that, the website? Oh, absolutely. Golfheritage.org. Yeah, you can find us, learn about us, um, uh, learn about the convention. Uh, uh, I'm an instant member. Would love to have you uh, come on out and join us and have a lot of fun. All right. There you go. Right in Pennsylvania, the western part of the state, the 50th National Convention Golf Heritage Society. President Dr. Byrne Bernacki, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Dr. Bernacki. We appreciate uh, uh, our relationship with the Golf Historical Society. Uh, 
great group of guys preserving the history of this incredible sport. They have their 50th anniversary this coming weekend, corresponding with the Ryder Cup out in Pittsburgh. Uh, Andrew, I, I again, um, maybe, maybe I could do this. Maybe if I zip out to Kohler, I could hit the Historical Society on the way back. Maybe. Um, I mean, that's up to you. But I will say this. If you do go out to Kohler, you got to pick up some gear for me because I desperately need it. I need I need a big flag for my office to round out with the rider. I got the oh, Pioneers flags. I need a rider. Dude, I, dude, I would hook you up with some merch. Okay. As long as I get merch. Merch is cool. Love merch. Is, merch is very good. Hey, let's uh, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home better than Dustin did on 18th when he played whistling. Do we, and is, is uh, what's your TVD, final thoughts? The, the coming home thought process sponsor? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what's your final thoughts? My final thoughts are this. Um, Europe, please take it easy on us. Don't make it too embarrassing on our home soil again. Um, if you're listening to this, because I, it probably will. Um, after Sunday, I'm hoping that I'm proven wrong, but history has taught me otherwise. So um, there you go. There you have it. And um, as always, folks, thank you for joining in. Greatly appreciate it. If you are enjoying the content, please, please, please leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it only helps us. It gets us a better idea of where we can grow, where we can get better. Let us know on social media. Please make sure you follow us on all social media to stay up to date on all your golf news. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And I will echo that uh, if you need me, I will be sitting in front of the TV starting Friday, Friday, uh, 7 a.m., 8 o'clock East Coast time. And I uh, hope that I'm celebrating with a beverage uh, Sunday evening. Perfect. Andrew, I didn't ask you about the golf outing that you and Christian went on. And the very fact that you didn't bring it up tells me it probably didn't end well. So Actually, we played this- pretty well. We played pretty well. We, we didn't do too bad. But um, some eraser uh, magic, as I like to think and call it probably occurred if we're going to it hit it, it happens so uh if you are playing this weekend folks get it long and straight because it beats short and perfect